Welcome to the podcast entitled Beyond the B-Plane. This is your host, Angel Rose Sandoval, a.k.a. The B-Plane Girl. Well, let's get into it. Okay, so today the 23rd of July, yeah, 2010. So I did get a visit. Uh, Yahoo came around, and he seemed pretty pissed off. It was probably around this time, 12. He can hear me saying how pissed off I am about him and possibly doing another radio slot or whatever comedy sketch program for all to see and hear. How I can tell that they're pissed off is when they pretty much blast you, like, with a punch. <laughs> it's like an energy punch. It's like a poof, you know, as you're nodding off, and then all of a sudden you just poof. You get that in the face, gut, or wherever. You just get like a blow. Well, I was pissed off too, so. But he came by. We didn't really talk too much. He just told me to stop swinging because I was swinging. Like when you're kind of hovering outside of your body, you, you can swing. So I was swinging back and forth and side to side. So it was a weird motion and he was telling me to stop doing that. So then that was it. And I just remember going to bed and dreaming or roaming. And all I can remember was doing a program. It was called Scary Something, but it had something to do with making scary films, and it was like a three-story fun house, and it was really cool. And uh, I was trying really hard to get out of this place. <laughs> Every now and again, I'll do a show, and I think it is a network thing, where I'm doing an obstacle course. So this is the third one that I remember. Fourth one, actually. And they can be quite educational sometimes. Uh, one was about the government and how they approve things, <laughs> like meat gets the, the inspection the USDA and just federal government has its hand in, in certain things. Well, yeah, their government has their hand in, in produce and, you know, for all consumers. And so it was fun doing this obstacle course type thing. And I was learning a lot about it. And eventually you get out of the facility and you're done. So, yeah, I feel like it's an Australian or a New Zealand production. It has that sort of feel to it, the voices. So uh, last night in this case was something scary. It was all about scary stuff. Bro was actually kind of scared. How do I get out of this place? <laughs> and that's all I remember. I got like a few hours of sleep. Later, I'm saying how many things I hate about Yahoo. There's like 12 things I hate about him. And then I said, well, there's at least three things he probably hates about me. And then all of a sudden I feel a buzzing feeling and I know that somebody's coming into my energy field. Yeah, it's him. It has to be him because it's like hovering over my ass and then just it stays on my side like in my rib cage like on my back and and I feel this weird overwhelming feeling in my solar plexus I don't feel like it's a bad thing strangely I actually feel like yeah, he was really like, reaching out because it's a very seldom do I feel the whole solar plex thing when someone says they love you it's it can be very very overwhelming and, and that's what it felt like I felt like being really warm and he loved me so much I felt like he was embracing me at this moment probably like five or ten minutes later I was dancing with someone, hearing Latin music. Um, okay, but that's not the weird thing. Here's the weird thing. I can't fall asleep and finally I do. All of a sudden I'm in this room and I know that the tension's kind of strange with me and Yahoo. He says a few things and I say a few things and at this point. But all I know is I feel like I'm in a living room of some little motel. The kind that you drive up and it's just a single level and it's really cheap and you pay like $50 for the night or whatever. I guess I didn't realize that there were other people around, so there were other energies around, like young people. I mean, I thought one of them was Jessica. It was a female, and I think a male, and they were onto the corner, but I just kept asking them about this show, and then I kept asking them about how many things I realized I hated about him, and there was really nothing about him that I liked. And I said, what do you think about that? Because he said something about, well, if I can have you answer a question, 
when you have a minute. And I'm thinking, what? And he said something like, on the 1.0, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I really don't know what that means, but it just reminded me of, like, an internet thing. I don't know why he's into that stuff. He's sort of always been into taking surveys and stuff like that. Anyway, I look at him and I'm staring at him and I'm like, what is going on? I said, how do you feel about that? The fact that there's nothing I can say that is good about you. That cannot point out one thing that I like about you. And he just looks at me empty. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing to him, but I feel like I'm doing something to his face because all of a sudden he's looking up at me and he's looking up strangely like it's twisting his neck to the point where it's just unnatural. He's following me with his eyes and his face, so he's like twisting himself, kind of like the exorcist. It's really strange. And then he says, because I love you. I love you so much. At this point, I'm kind of annoyed. I don't even know how this happened. I'm... And then I hear a baby girl. It's Jessica's little girl. He's got his little girl with him and he's talking to her baby talk. And she really is cute. She's three years old now and she's talking and she sounds just like Jessica, but like a mini Jessica. And I said, oh my god, she sounds just like her mother. He's like, yeah, she's gonna be coming on her way really soon. So, at this point, we're waiting, and I hear the other voices in, in the room, and I looked, finally see them, and they're talking amongst themselves, and I'm like, oh god, I don't know if I have a bad attitude or what, but I just look at them, and I'm like, are we talking shit now or what? Then I just look back, mind my own business, and I don't know if I heard anything. I thought I heard him mumble something, but like, oh, kick her ass or some crap, but who knows, maybe it was just me. I look back at him, he's like, yeah, she's running late, so Jessica's running late. I guess she's gonna pick her up. I don't even know where we're at. So the next thing I know, I wake up and I find myself in this guest room. It looks like a guest room suite. The lamps on the wall, everything's nice and neat. Everything's perfectly matched. It was like beige and brown and yeah. And this room was full of shit. It was just like full, not literally shit guys. But it was full of my stuff, like all my clothes, all my shoes and my dresses. I saw my burlesque attire. I saw my little Pulp Fiction dress that I love to wear. It's like a mustard yellow. I mean, yeah, all my stuff. I've seen my Spanish dress, my mantilla, my little lace thing and I thought this is my stuff this is really weird and I dove down because I heard voices I thought I heard his voice from the hallway because the door was open and there were two beds in there now that I remember there's two beds in this room and the bed closest to the hallway in the doorway I decided to get underneath the bed but I couldn't fit so I decided to shrink myself really small this is the first time that I actually recall shrinking myself doing magic shrinking myself small and I remember wondering how the fuck do you do that well I did it and I don't know what it was exactly the technique that I was using but I was so adamant about making myself tiny to fit underneath because this person's coming and I had to find out what the hell was going on so I shrink myself and I'm going small 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 and I feel like I'm shrinking and I see the carpet and everything's getting like big and I'm getting smaller and I feel like I'm a balloon and somebody popped me with a needle and here I'm going and I'm getting smaller and smaller and my fans on during the whole time being out of body so I don't know if that sound was like transitioning <laughs> you know you hear sound sometimes and I just felt like I heard that sound and maybe I was carrying this sound as a form of symbology you know that I'm getting smaller so I'm making this noise and I'm, I'm getting smaller and I'm finally fitting under the bed now the funny thing is is I felt like I was shrinking height wise but width-wise, I wasn't really controlling that portion of the shrink. And I felt like I was still rather wide. And so I was trying to like make myself come in 
and then shrink down and it was working but it was kind of too late so here I am and I grab my my dress and I put it over me because I heard this person come into the room so quickly I grab it and the next thing I know Yahoo's in the room he's walking around and I can see his feet I don't know what prompts him to look under the bed but I guess I wasn't so smooth (laughs) so he looks underneath the bed and he sees me the foot of the bed and he's like ah even though I have my dress covering me, covering my whole face. But, well, actually, no, I didn't. I did for a period of time, but I wanted to see what was going on, so I lifted up the dress. I exposed my one eye. So my one eye is staring at him as he's looking underneath the bed going, ha, and he sees me. I don't know what that looked like. I wonder, but he knew it was me. And somewhere during that time, I don't know if I woke up or not, but all I know is that I remember hearing a woman's voice and it just reminded me of uh, like a Swedish or Finnish, some sort of accent that was a white woman's accent, I guess. It wasn't super strong, but it wasn't like an American accent. So here I am hearing this voice all of a sudden I'm thinking, is that Fern? Because sometimes she comes to me in the form of of an English woman. But it didn't sound like an English accent. This voice was telling me, why are you letting him do this? And it was like nicely concerned, nicely put, like, why are you letting him do this? Why are you moving in with him? Why not just date him? And I thought, what is going on here? She said something about, this is your place now like this is your new home like your suite like that you would find in a hotel like you're renting though for a long period of time like under a lease I said I I don't know like I, I started to confide in this person like she said something like why didn't you stay outside next to the car like I told you to and listen in I said I I don't know I didn't even remember standing next to a car outside but she said why didn't you stay put like I told you now you're in the room something like that and so I wake up and I go back to sleep I go back into the A-plane, back into that room. After hearing this woman's voice, I kind of brush it off, and I'm now on the bed with Yahoo in the form of, I think he's probably like 13 or so. He likes to be a little boy. I don't know why. He's holding me. I said, why is all my stuff in here? And he's like, this is our place now. (laughs) And he said, because we moved. And I said, what? And he said, this is our place now. And he says, I wasn't really sure if this was a good idea because, you know, everyone was talking negative about you. He's like, but but we did it. We Something about we came up with the money and we did it. And so he was kind of smiling. And then I said, well, yeah, it's because, you know, you're not a loyal person and I, I go crazy. And he's like, well, yeah, well, now we're okay, right? Bam, I disappear like that. Now I overhear his voice after disappearing and then going back. But I can't see anything at this moment. And I hear his voice and he's telling jokes. So he's doing his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thing in the form of jokes in the form of like a 13 year old kid who's just kind of giddy and happy and everyone in the room's laughing hysterically obviously he's an entertainer i forgot what he was saying but i know that he mentioned me at seven or eight seven eight or nine he mentioned me like i was waiting all morning and something about if she only said fuck me from behind oh i don't know he said something derogatory like that he said i would have i would have got laid and i would have been fine and everyone's just laughing he's like but no he's like i couldn't get laid or some crap like that then he said something like oh you know what she told me she told me that she wants to rape me she said that and everyone's just like what 
And I think I might have mentioned that. I said that because I said, well, how would you like it if you got taken advantage of? Maybe you wouldn't be such a prick. Because there's a rumor flying around that he's he's done some awful things to me and other people. And if that's true, I thought, well, maybe it'll happen to his little girl or maybe it'll happen to him and he'll see how he likes that. So anyways, all in good fun. He's telling his jokes and everyone's laughing. Um, just outside. And this lady's looking at me and this time I get the picture to the voice. Because she's telling me, she says, listen, stay right here. And then I see the car. It's like a brown car. It kind of reminds me of a car from the 80s or the 70s. It's kind of long, you know, long bedded. And I'm standing outside, and they have the door, like, wide open. Like I said, it looks like a little motel room. There's kids. I see other souls. Uh, Another little girl who's blonde. And another one. And she's staring at me. And I'm, like, on the grass, just eavesdropping as they're talking in there the door is wide open and it's dark i'm thinking can they see me and this woman's staring at me she's standing right there next to the post where i'm at it's like there's a post on each side as you walk in to the porch and then inside that motel you'll find the living room i'm right outside to the right or the left as you're looking at that motel house anyway and um I'm looking at the grass and I'm getting small because I'm trying to shrink myself again and this little white girl's looking at me strangely like, what the hell? And the lady's staring at me. You know, after she said what she said, I decided, well, this lady's kind of hovering over me like this is weird and I decided to go inside so I flew in when he mentioned me again and he kept talking. His back was facing me and so I'm the soul like hovering over him. (laughs) They're like, hey, look, look stop hey stop she's right there and he was looking like to them because they were to his side and then he was looking at to the wall up at the wall nothing was there and then he realized oh she's behind me and he looks at me and i disappear and then i uh wind up back again and that lady's staring at me and i'm outside i don't even think he knows that i'm outside but i'm outside again and this lady that was speaking to me earlier, this white woman was talking to me again, and she said, um, why did you do that? I don't even know why this lady cares, and I don't even know why I trusted her. So here's the deal. Here's what happened. So she says, come on. She grabs me, and she says, let's go. I'm going to take you in. And we're walking. We're walking away from this house. And as Yahoo, I can still hear him saying his jokes, and like he's having a good time, and everyone's there and they're all laughing this woman's taking me she takes me into this house it's not far away at all it's like you can see it in view and she's like let me take you in let me take you to this room and sure enough we're already isolated and as soon as i was walking away i felt a little eerie about this person i didn't know who it was but i decided let's find out what she's got to say I kind of take things for granted. And and I don't know in a bad way, actually. Actually, yeah, it is bad. Because I feel like I can wake up at any time. So, in real life, I would never do this. I would never just trust someone. And especially in that world, I would never trust someone. Because you, you never know who they are. And in this case, this woman brought me into the home. And she just kept talking about, let me take you in. Let me bring you here. And then uh, she takes me into the hallway. And then she takes me into this bathroom. And I knew where we were going. And she's like, let me take you into the room. She's like, because I don't have a conscience. And all of a sudden, everything started to get nasty. Her tone was changing. And I knew. Why did I go? Uh, I guess because I had to find out who this person was. 
At the very first time when she suggested to walk me, it didn't hit me. But as we were walking away from everyone, I started to get that feeling. And I think I would have stopped in real life and said, no, I, I'm sorry, I can't do this. But I just, I test myself, like I said, I, I test myself to know how dangerous this world is and to see if I can get out of a situation. So here I am in the room, she swings me around and she's like gritting her teeth. And at this point, it doesn't sound like a female, it sounds like a male trying to be a female. I don't know if she slams me or what, but I felt like a, a jolt. And then all of a sudden, the gritting teeth and the mean face kind of reminds me of when Yahoo gets mad, but strangely, you guys, this was not Yahoo. I have hands around my neck and I'm being choked. And I'm looking at this person and it looks like this person wanted to drag me into the bathtub and drown me with cold water, right, afterward, because that's how you kill someone. So I look at this woman as she's grabbing me, this guy in, in this woman's clothing and woman's form. And I'm trying to choke him back. I am so angry right now that I wake up and I wind up back in my bed. You know that eerie feeling you have when you think of someone dying and you think of them having no way out and you think of what it might be like to lose your life to, to a situation like that and you're no matter what, no one can hear you. That eerie, scary feeling. And that's what I felt like. I felt that before many times. I felt, wow, nobody would have ever known. If I was really in the A-plane and somebody just took me away, I would be dead by now. <laughs> I don't know if this person knows that I'm, that I'm in the A-plane temporarily. Like I'm really from the B-plane. But I wound up in my bed and I know that they can follow you. So here I am and I see the void. I see the void and it's like, oh, I can go back out, but I'm like, hell no, I'm not. So I stay up and I stay awake. And this is around 8.30 in the morning. Oh, God, I'm so sick of this shit. Yeah, I guess I'm taking a moment here. When I'm coming back, I hear a voice and it's not a familiar voice. As a matter of fact, I've heard this voice before, but it's not Yahoo's voice. It's not one of his voices. And I'm so scared. I don't want to go back to sleep. And I'm thinking, any day now he should be looking for me. He should be back. I should be feeling a vibe. Well, I feel a vibe, but the problem is, is I can't tell who it is. You may feel a vibe, but you don't even know, right? And I'm hearing this voice kind of in and out. And it's hard to understand what this person's saying, but what I did catch because I was going over the details of what happened, saying that I need to remember, and I was trying to play detective and figure out, okay, this person wants me dead, who can this possibly be? If Jessica wasn't there that time, could it possibly be her? It's quite possible, because I don't know anybody else who'd be mad at this situation, really. Or it could be a guy on his end or my end, somebody who knows somebody's business, somebody who's upset, somebody who wants to take me out. Because as I've gone through all the other times uh, being abducted and taken, which were four, he, he's made this one four. I mentioned the time when I got jacked from the campus and I was being choked and smuggled into a car with Iranians or Armenians. I think they were Armenians, actually. I knew that that was a slave trade thing. They kind of knock you out. You're All of a sudden, you're somewhere, right? They keep you alive. And then the second time was when I wound up in the car and, boy, I was sitting next to a someone in the form of a young boy and the man was driving and they were trying to take my money that's what, what yahoo and jessica said but i got out so i didn't i felt like i was mugged with that second one i didn't feel like they were out for murder the third one i was in florida and i just remember this crazy white man picks me up i'm too i'm so stupid i accept the ride from this guy because i don't know where i'm at and all i know is that i need to get home it's not clicking to me that i'm in the a plane i could just wake up 
So here I am taking a ride from this young white male who's like in his early 20s, I think, unless that was just magic in itself. I really don't know what he what his identity was. But he picks me up and he drives me up to a secluded place up the hill and just attacks me. So I knew that he was out to rape me and kill me as well. Uh, the fourth one, which is this one that I'm telling you right now, this person is out to kill me because they choked me. Uh, anyone who enjoys killing someone, I would think would have... And I was going through this in my mind, like, they would have their weapons, they would have their, like, little torture chamber, you know, they would really be getting off on the whole thing. And in this case, this person was so angry, it was just, in an instant, it's like, they really wanted me gone, dead, and they kept saying, why, why are you moving in with this person? And, you know, like, they're really concerned about the details of what's going on currently. So that told me, okay, this person is highly affected by decisions that are being made between two people. I hear this voice, and I hear a voice say, because I said something like, oh, this person just, you know, like, jolted me and then started choking me. Um, He said that he hit my head, like, he banged my head. And that's probably what happened. And so I said, banged my head. And I just remember hearing the voice, just trying to rehear it. And I thought, this is not Yahoo. This is someone else. This is, I don't know who this person is. But I've heard this voice for a week, off and on. And I couldn't tell. I was like, this is some voice. It's got to be TV, radio people or something. So yeah, maybe that's why Yahoo was mad at me for the week earlier, come to think of it. Because I had somebody else coming in, and I, I swear I don't even remember the details, but here I am trying to figure this out, and now I think I know. Um, I finally see the, the person. I get into the, or out of my body, and this guy is yanking on my arm. And he's got a tattoo on his left. He's this um, really beefed up white boy. He has no lines on his face. He doesn't look anything like one of Yahoo's alter egos. He looked about the same age, though. So he had muscle. He was good-looking. Well, he was showing me a good-looking form of himself. A black tattoo on his left arm, bicep, and blue eyes with a small nose. Or I say something like, whoa, what are you doing? And he seems to be in a phase of, can't think. Like, he's he's really upset. Like, I can't think. Like, he's about to go off again. And I looked at him and I said, were you the one who was choking me? And he shook his head and he said, yes. So now I'm staring at the guy who was trying to kill me. Oh, how funny. Okay, um, yeah, I'm staring at him, and he's on my bed, and I'm thinking, where the fuck is Yahoo? I ask him what his name is, and he's about to say it, but I'm so anxious that I wake up, so I don't even get a name. But I'm seeing him in orange, like, he's showing me his past. So now I've got this son of a bitch prisoner who's going back into his memory. He's wearing orange, so he could be a wash-up from the plane you know? I see his face, and I see that same face, so it's him, and he's in trouble for something. He's, like, sitting in a cell. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I asked, why are you doing this? And he says, uh, because you're weird. And I said, what? I said, of course I'm weird. Go find somebody else who's weirder. There are plenty of people who are far weirder than me. I said, I'm an entertainer, and entertainers are weird. I don't know what his point was, but some people get obsessed, and they want to kill you, you know? Out of the blue. So I don't know how long he's hanging out with me, but... I couldn't figure anything out and the last thing I remember was I was watching a scene and I, and I felt like this alien person was on top of a young girl trying to resuscitate her but he was pedaling I see legs just pedaling he or she was pedaling this this being was pedaling so fast and bam it jump-started her heart talk about weird concepts yeah I kind of know what kind of hospitals they have over there emergency rooms but it's not like ours that's for sure and then all of a sudden uh, the girl is like waking her heart starts 
and it kind of reminds me of the film that I'm trying to get made here. And I think that's why this person was showing me, so I don't know who it was that was showing these. But here I am, <laughs> watching this person, and all of a sudden her soul is coming back to her body, right? It's like you're seeing two faces blending into one. So, okay, now you're in sync with your body. Awesome. But it has this weird noise attached to this process. It's like, once they jump-started her heart, it obviously affected the machines, and the machines, like, cued this response, like, she's alive, she's got a pulse, you know? So it's like, doop, doop. It's a very strange Star Wars sound, and it's nothing like what we would hear in our hospitals, nor see in our hospitals. And all of a sudden, it's zooming into her face. Her eyes were honey brown. Like I said, the cinema is fantastic over there. I don't understand how they get these shots, but they're so fluid, and they're perfect, and they're close. It's always close. So I think what they do now is they shrink themselves. <laughs> That's what I think they do. They shrink themselves, the crew, and they film that way. That makes plenty of sense now that I'm thinking about all the shrinking business. Sometimes I'm wondering if I ever watch my own films that I make. Like I said, I have in the past, but I never really know that, that I'm that character until someone tells me. So I think someone was just showing me something. You know, she'd like this or something. Okay, so yeah, I woke up. Yeah, that's all I remember. Well, that wraps it up for now. I hope you've enjoyed listening to yours truly, the B-Plane Girl, 